Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Again. My name is Ron Pashery. I'm here with my good friends, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, Et2Fly, Eric Trembicki, after a one-week absence. We apologize to anyone if, if anything, it seems like we may not touch on as much as you would have liked. We actually recorded about 40 minutes of the show already, and the computer died, so we have to start from scratch. So hopefully... Hopefully we can catch lightning in a bottle once again. Well, lightning strike twice. <laughs> I am here. So, Eric, Roman Reigns, suspension, wellness policy. Your thoughts? Came out of nowhere to me. I was surprised. Um, I My main take from it, I'm happy that it's out there. I'm happy that they're acknowledging it. I'm happy that we're still getting this triple threat main event in a few weeks at Battleground. Uh, they're doing the right thing, to my knowledge. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're better with the stats. <laughs> this is the first time it, a suspension with the wellness policy has been addressed on TV. Or, yeah. or on TV. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's great, because it's not, you know, there's been other times where someone in the main event picture, uh, RVD, Randy Orton, they get popped, and they don't talk about it. They disappear, oh, they got this or that, whatever. They make an excuse. They're acknowledging it. And this is great. So, uh, you know, I'm so happy we're getting the match. I am too. Um, you have well, thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm glad you started the, the show off with this because I have thoughts. It's okay. Roman got suspended. He's the guy. The guy. For Not Vince. the dude. As he's been saying. Yeah, he's saying. He is the guy. But my thing is, what does Vince think about this? Because that's Vince's guy. And now Vince has to go to his investors and things and say, and have to clean this up and cover it up. Saying why this guy got suspended? He's your guy, and he's gonna. And why is he suspended? John Cena never gets suspended. He passes every drug test with flying colors. That's pro- that's why he's always like Vince's top guy. But now it's like, what do you think they do with Reigns? I personally think he's gonna drop down the card a little bit because of this. Because Vince kind of has to punish him because he kind of put Vince in a very bad situation. Even Stephanie on Raw said she was a little. She was, the whole company was embarrassed about it, and they're not covering it up on Raw because this is the first time they actually have to address it because he was actually in the main event scene. Right. Well, he was the champion well, a, leading a up to match. Yeah, he was the champion leading up to it. He had a number one contenders match on Raw, and then he was booked in the main event for the next pay-per-view. I find it hard to believe that Roman would be moved down the card just because they've spent so much time investing in him. And I get that he put them in a bad spot, that he embarrassed them, but I just, I just think it's Vince's boy, and I don't think... It's going to happen. I think I am glad that one, it was acknowledged. I'm glad that Seth was the one that got to come out in the very rare work shoot interview these days and say, I think he should be taken out of the match. He doesn't deserve to be in there. I did what I said I was gonna do, and I don't think I think it should be a one on one match. Did anybody inspire that work shoot? Was there somebody? Eric, was, was there somebody? Maybe only the best in the world. You think? Had a little bit of that Phil Brooks that, that vibe. Brooks vibe. Okay. <laughs> the UFC UFC welterweight Phil Brooks. September 9th. Yeah, he said, "I'm I'm I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I'm in the ring. I'm got a live mic, live TV. I'll say what I want to say." You know, an- another thing that um, you were just mentioning there that um, I think is a little different about. The, the whole take. I, I can't see him possibly dropping down the card. I don't think we're going to see him. I, I could see him getting out of the championship storyline. I can see him still having a marquee feud with someone, but you know, to punish him, he's got to somehow get punished. The one thing that I think people are skipping over. I mean, Seth did everything he he said he was going to do. You know, from you know the redesign, rebuild, reclaim, got the title back. Everyone's skipping over the fact that this is the first time Roman's lost a match clean. First time he was pinned clean. Well, they, they, there's been the stats on Instagram where everybody's win-loss records. I think he's only been pinned eight times. Really? I think so. I saw that Instagram that somewhere. I don't know how, how accurate it is, yeah, but sure I can buy that. Matches. I can buy that. No, I mean him getting pinned by yeah. himself. Well, that's not just one-on-one matches, is it? That's kind of includes him that. taking pins. Okay, as a, in, as a total. So eight times. Wow, I wonder how many times Cena got pinned. <laughs> I, that one, they didn't pop that one up yet. Okay, so we have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. 
So Seth opens the show, like we said, work shoot on Roman. Dean says, hey, I don't care. I'll fight anybody. I still, as far as I'm concerned, Roman's still in the match. He's being portrayed as a fighting champion. Seth, on the other hand, I said this last week, I like that he's not a coward anymore. He's still kind of a weasel. And I love that, obviously, Cena comes down. AJ Styles comes down. Did either one of you see either one of those two getting themselves involved in this main event picture? I, I didn't see it coming a mile away. It, it gave it a whole new vibe, and it kept two storylines being very relevant. How about you? Did you see this coming? No, I didn't, but I wouldn't have been. I would have liked the idea because in, involving two fuse, including infusing AJ and Cena with Rollins and Ambrose, would have been would have been perfect to forget about Roman Reigns. So you could have those two feuds going on in one feud, and it's over the world title, and so Roman Reigns can somewhat be an afterthought in the situation. But it did for it did further the AJ Cena thing, which I do like following it. Like I said, I told you before the show, I, I didn't think I was watching Raw because there was character development and there was storyline development. So. AJ and Cena, they both go to each other's matches, and that furthers those stories. And the Rollins-Ambrose match, also in Reigns' match, gets followed as well. Yeah, I thought that they, with what happened in the two matches, obviously AJ and Cena now have more heat between each other. I think Seth and Dean, I mean, Seth at one point is saying he has to cheer for Dean because he doesn't want to have to fight anybody else. He wants to fight Dean straight up because he still thinks Dean stole it from him. And I, I love, I'm starting to love when someone said, no, 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 this is my match, no. That's, that was one of the points I was going, going to make earlier, and I forgot. I love that he's not a coward anymore, but he's still a weasel, and like he gets, he's getting so frustrated at every turn. All these guys coming down interjecting. He's like, no, no hey, how dare you? No, no, you're not going to do that. No, this is my thing. No, no, no. I, I do love that aspect of Seth Rollins, that he's like the, the kid on the basketball court that's ready to take his ball and go home. Like he's just so frustrated by all of it. Obviously, Cena's match gets not really interfered with, but he gets distracted by AJ in the club, loses to Seth. I like that Seth was not made to be an outright loser. It's not like he should have been pinned or he was definitely going to tap. It was in a position where maybe he could have gotten out of it. Then same thing happens to AJ. He's in there with Dean. Cena comes down, you know, blows up his spot. And the club and Rollins end up on top. I think Dean has been made to look very strong the last three, four weeks. He's coming out on top every time he's on TV. I like seeing Seth standing over him, foot on his face, holding the, the title up that he never lost. The other thing I like is that... Yeah, he lost it now. He, well, he has lost it. But what I like is he didn't lose it. He got injured. We all knew Roman was going to win the title from Seth. And then we all thought we knew that he was going to lose the title match with Roman at Money in the Bank. Instead, Seth wins... And now he can say forever, I didn't lose that title. You never beat me. I came back just like I said I would, and I took it back. And now Dean stole it from me. He snuck up from behind me. He took it from me. But that's still my belt. He will have that over Roman until whenever Roman gets the chance to do the same to him. But I like that Seth is in a position now, as weakly as he was booked as champion for most of his run. All of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's been gold on the microphone. His matches have been very good, and character-wise, they've made him the strongest, really, he's ever been. Yeah, and something he's great at, because get, he gets a pop everywhere, but he takes that heat back so fast, mm -hmm. which is excellent. Do you agree with that, Eric, that he's right now the strongest he's ever been oh, in the company? Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, except for when he was with the Shield. I mean, this is definitely the strongest. But he didn't talk. No. no I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he was always the afterthought. He was just the, the, uh, the kind of the high flyer yeah. of, of the group. Mm-hmm. I liked where both of these stories went last night. I st actually, I still want to, I didn't mention this the first time around. <laughs> the way JBL just goes nuts for Cena drives me more, more and more crazy every time. He beat me, he me for his first championship model. WrestleMania 21 model, stable set of model. <laughs> I can't, it, it's one, to me it just makes it, makes Cena even more annoying that your heel announcer is saying, this is the best I've ever seen 15-time champion model. He says that every <laughs> it, it just it, it, it honestly just drives me crazy. It's so stupid. It makes no logical sense. Even you can the Days of heels and baby faces are over. Well, JBL, just let them like both. We like both. <laughs> 
He doesn't like both, though. He does. I feel like he usually, like, he loves Kevin Owens, hates Sami Zayn, hates Dean Ambrose. He, he loves the Miz. Cena. He likes both. Uh, I just, uh, the Cena thing just drives me nuts. He doesn't like Roman Reigns. You know, that's, I don't know, I just, it just bothers me. Yeah, he's horrible. He's been horrible for years. <laughs> when he first came on, he was he was great. But but a couple things I said, a couple things about Roman. What do you think they're going to do when he comes back? Because I think this is a perfect time to turn him heel because the fans, they weren't behind him already. And you know, they're going to eat him up even more about this. And then the fans that did love him, the more casual fans, me personally, I don't care when people get suspended for this stuff. I really don't care. I'm not going to like you any less. But I think those some of those fans, they're going to turn on him. And I think this is the perfect time to actually turn him heel and then have him build himself back up so the fans can appreciate him and, and not be seen as a chosen one. Because this is the perfect time because he was been chosen one since day one. And now it's like you kind of have to punish this guy. And the fact that he's a three-time champion, he can go back down to that lower mid-card and put up some of these upper mid-level guys like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, some people like that. My thought on what I think they're going to do with him, I, I think they're just going to pick him up right where he left off. What I think they should do is very similar to King of the Ring 96. Triple H was supposed to win. The infamous curtain call, as we all know. He was the one who took the heat for all of that. He didn't get to win King of the Ring. They gave it to Austin. And then it gave them the most booming time in the history of the company. If that doesn't happen, who knows if Stone Cold ever takes off the way he did. I mean, it may have just been perfect place, perfect time, you never know. They may have just been handed you know, a little bit of bad luck. Ah, we didn't want this to happen, but it could play right into their hands where now you say, okay, let's make Roman a heel. He can get over as a heel now, which we've seen him do in NXT before, and then he can grow from there because right now people are just never going to accept him as the chosen one. I mean, I think the right thing for him to do is obviously, like I said, you know... Seth Seth gets the first clean pinfall over him in a one-on-one match. I think, you know, get Seth out of this feud. Take him out. I'm sorry, get Roman out of this feud. Take him out. And then, you know, you see it continue with Dean and Seth. Because Dean and Seth, two years ago, had a great feud. You know, when the Shield first split off, it went on for a series of matches. Overall, Seth got the best of it. I mean, I would like to see this go on for a couple months. Dean get the best of it, and then it's like, you know, I remember back in 2014, Seth had the best of Dean. Well, here in 2016, when Seth comes back, Dean gets the best of him. Dean was, you know, at his best and having a rise while Seth was gone, elevated the IC title, blah, blah, blah. And this gives us uh, a dream opportunity here where once you take Roman out of it and you get this one-on-one feud where Seth and Dean, they're so similar and, you know, their size, stature, they have such a great real-life feud. Dean I mean, was the one who took it more personally it, it, when the Shield it's broke a modern day. It's a modern-day Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels is a modern-day Rock and Austin. And it's something we can play all for years. I got a couple more things to hit on as well. I know you guys You guys didn't notice it said WWE champion instead of WWE World Heavyweight champion. Right? I did. Correct. So we're getting the, – the new pay-per-view schedule came out. So Backlash is the first brand-specific pay-per-view. And that'll be for SmackDown. And then tickets to win on sale for Clash of Champions, which is going to replace Night of Champions. And then the superstars on the headline picture for that are Styles, Ambrose, and Reigns. So that's just some speculation, Dirt Sheets. Speculation <laughs> that those three guys are going to be on Raw. Back- backlash, nothing was posted for that yet, t- 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 ticket-wise. And I know me and you touched on this last week when Eric wasn't here. How do you guys feel about, well, how do you feel? Does Ambrose still feel like the champion to you? Because he, he, he doesn't to me. Yeah, to me, he doesn't feel like the champion because he was so mishandled from WrestleMania on. He, bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ignore that. He got squashed by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which was a huge disappointment to everybody, after having such a great match with Triple H. Then the feud with Jericho, which I enjoyed because I like both guys, but he was not portrayed in a serious light. He was not built in any way, shape, or form over the last three months as somebody who could be the champion. Did I like to see him get it? Yeah, because as a performer, I think he deserved it. I think he earned that spot. I always I always complained that they made Dean Roman's little brother. I didn't think he yeah, deserved yeah, that. He was portrayed as a sidekick, and I mean, he was referred to as a sidekick by the authority several times. Uh, 
I, I do. I mean, maybe it's because I'm biased because I'm a fan. I do believe he does feel like a champion. Uh, last night we got the whole underdog vibe by, you know, just the constant putting it down by Seth. But by Stephanie, Stephanie did such a great job just knocking him and knocking him. I hate that you're the champion. I hate you're the champion. Well, yeah, you're her a nightmare. Da- her dad hated when Stone Cold Steve Austin was the champion. So it kind of gave you a little bit of a familiar vibe to that. Um, I love seeing him with the champion, uh, with the championship. He keeps mentioning, you know, that's why now I'm I'm the champ. I'm the champ. Um, I still, anytime I see him, and especially right now, just looking at this and looking at this feud. To me, the one thing I always think about when I think about the Shield, when the Shield first was together, Seth and Roman were tag champs together, and then Dean won the U.S. title. Dean got the singles push. Dean was the first one by you himself. Call it a singles push. <laughs> no, I mean, well, listen, he was United States champion, and he competed in the Money in the Bank match as champion, while the other guys were having tag matches. He never defended the belt. He, he, all right, yeah, he, he was a terribly booked U.S. champion, but I mean. <laughs> When was the last time? But that's I, not your point. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying. U.S. champions are always booked poorly. Who's the champion right now? Ruru. Yeah, Ruru. But you know, he's not having a great run now. Like his first, you know, U.S. title run. But that's neither here nor there. When the Shield all had straps a long time ago, Dean was the one who everyone thought the focal point was going to be on. So I mean, I still remember that. Whenever I see him out there, you know, I remember him being the main guy originally. Yeah, he was the front man. Yeah. So I mean, I'm happy with what they're doing with him. He's, uh, you know, I'm proud to say he's the champion. I'd rather see him with the title than, you know, anyone that's going to be part time. I mean, you figure when Triple H, as much as he was a great champion 16 years ago, <laughs> I, I mean, he wasn't there. Brock was the first one with the the latest version of the belt. He wasn't there. Seth was poorly booked. I mean, he, you know, he's a good WWE champion. Uh, Sheamus, you know, didn't. You know, he's just not really WWE Championship material. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with Dean as a... And, and also coming out fighting champion. I mean, it, it's perfect. Well, yeah. all comers. Well, I don't have a problem with him being the champion. My thing is... You just don't think he feels like he's the he champion? He doesn't feel like the champion because, quite frankly, people always say Roman sucks. He can't wrestle, which is not true completely. My thing with Ambrose is he's not... He hasn't... Roman's put on these excellent matches. He's probably had match of the night in most majority of the pay-per-view to the past year and a half or the top shows. He's put on these world championship caliber matches. Yeah, Ambrose, it's not the best match. He's had one of the best yeah, matches. Yeah, gimmick or not. Whatever you want to call it because no matter what, a main event is always can be a gimmick or a straight-up match. Ambrose with Rollins was excellent. No, no doubt. But when Ambrose is put in something important on a championship level, he can deliver. But as far as Ambrose matches are concerned, he's probably only had two good matches really all year and that was with the, the last man standing match for the title at, for the Intercontinental title with Owens at the Rumble and his match with Ro- Triple H for, for the title at Roadblock, his, his feud with Lesnar blew, his feud with Jericho was over a, a jacket and a plant. It was horrible. And, and a worst, fake talk show. Yeah, and a fake talk show and a, with the worst match of the year in my book. It's going down. It's not, it's not, it's not getting any worse than that. <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric praises that match. That praise. He praises that horrible match. But my thing is, Praised it because I watched it with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, they praised the same, but they say, but Roman, he's been kind of a better wrestler than Ambrose is on, on, in the ring. I don't, agree. I think Ambrose is better, but Roman's been portrayed better in the ring than Ambrose has. He's put on these better main event level matches, I, and um, I, I still, it's been two weeks. I know I'm giving him time, but he's still the same. Jokey Dean Ambrose, like he's in the shield. You could tell he had an edge to him. He was a lunatic. Now he's just joking and forgetting the title in the cab and throwing soda in your face. Hey, if you ask me, he's got more of the real one versus all vibe. Well, he's, like, he's like, you know what? I'm not scared of a triple threat. You know what? I'm not scared of a fatal four way. That's all. Of I'll, 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 I'll fight all. Yeah, I'll fight a fatal five way with Roman and Cena in it. Yeah, I do. I do think that they're offsetting that a bit with him being willing to fight anybody anytime. And it's through no fault of Dean Ambrose. It's not nothing he did. It's just that he's his storylines, his matches have not been exactly. Been I mean, and, and again, this is probably me being biased because I'm a fan of Dean. But at the same time, when was there a last time that there was a WWE champion that was willy nilly like four people? I'll fight him. Yeah, it, it does I mean, you, you figure uh, John Cena, Mister Never Quit, Never Give Up. You know, when he has to defend a title against someone in a fatal four-way match, you know, his eyes get all big. He's like, 
don't know it's a big challenge up but I'll, I'll, I'll do it and he just goes in there like he's the military soldier boy yeah. but hey you know Dean's over Dean here can't he, wait. De- Dean's like hey I got a hangover I didn't sleep last night but let's go best thing about Dean Ambrose's character still my my main my number one thing about Dean was best thing Dean Ambrose did to did all year was when Triple H beat him up and said hey Hunter Thanks. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was the best thing he said all year. My Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn promoting their next match and possibly their final match for a long time on the highlight reel with Chris Jericho. Very good episode of the highlight reel. Before we get to Sami and KO, Jericho continues <laughs> to do his best work in maybe a decade. Phenomenal, great heel. Great, you know, arrogant jerk says that I, you know, you guys are better just for being in the ring with me. That that was awesome. You're just constantly putting yourself over. Yeah, he said. I think he even said, "You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm gonna give you one more thing. I'm gonna give you what you want. I'm gonna give you what you need. <laughs> Sit back as I give you the gift of Jericho. Drink, Drink it, it in, man. man. I replayed that three times. <laughs> His walk out to the ring was priceless. His hysterical. face and we did with the scarf was awesome. Yeah, he he flipped the scarf and like did like the limp wristed <laughs> hand at one point. He's just awesome. Maybe Sami Zayn's best microphone work of his main roster career. Because let him talk. He got to talk and he got to talk with a purpose. Like he was actually most of these guys just talk. He was talking about something that they were actually in the middle of putting over his feud with. Kevin Owens, saying why he's so mad at Kevin Owens, saying why he needs to put this behind him, because we're costing each other our careers by being so focused on each other. And Kevin Owens just sitting there like the bad kid who doesn't want to hear what he did wrong, just blowing it all (laughs) off like it doesn't matter. And then I even love Jericho saying, well, Sammy, you have been a terrible friend. (laughs) As if that's any of Jericho, Jericho has any idea. But, Eric, do you think this is them having this match, them saying this has to put the feud to bed, do you think this means they're going to get split up with the brand split? I would think it would. Uh, you know, as said earlier, uh, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of things going on with, you know, other storylines that could drag on. I mean, Seth and Dean, you know, Dean just cashed in on Seth, won the title. He's going to defend it against both Seth and Roman. He could pin Roman and Seth feel like that. That's not fair. I didn't get my my, my justice due. Uh, let, let me get another match. And that feud could continue. That could keep going. That could go past the brand extension. There's other feuds going on with whether it's the women's division, a tag division that they could keep going. They need something to kind of culminate and end. And I mean, you figure these guys have this feud for years and years. Whether it's WWE, NXT, the Indies. It makes sense. Just let these guys fight it out and, you know, separate them. They they obviously aren't the youngest talent on the roster. However, what is something perfect to do with their WWE career not being so lengthy already. They, they fought in NXT. It's a year or so later. They're both on the main roster. Let them fight. Separate them a year from now. Late 2017, 2018. Bring them back together. Re- redo it. It's something you can always go and cash in on because it's always going to be good. Yeah, you always have to go back to. How about you? You think this is the end for? You think they get split up? It's the end of the beginning. The end of the beginning once <laughs> but, again. But I think, I think this is it because Sami Zayn hits. They, they hit on all the. They hit on all cylinders. They actually brought up everything that's happened. They say that he cost him title at the, the IC title at the WrestleMania. Um, he cost him money in the bank, which he really didn't. But. These guys, they've been together for the past four months. The four, past four shows, WrestleMania, Payback, Extreme Rules, and Money in the Bank. So, quite frankly, this is, and then last week on oh, last week on Raw. So, quite frankly, this has to be the end all be all between this situ- this feud. I do think they can split up since they're putting an emphasis on it. It has to end so we so we can go on. So, I can. This kind of has. It it kind of can be a gimmick match. I expected it to be a gimmick match. But I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. But there, it has to come to an end because that's what they're hammering down. Yeah. Do you want it to be the end? No, because you, you want them to stay on the same show. I wouldn't mind it, but like we need, like, like I always say, like okay, like Jericho and Benoit, they didn't have nothing to do. Put them back together because yeah. you go, you go always do that. But I don't, I wouldn't. But they can put them on, se- separate them because they're hammering, they're hammering that fact down. But I wouldn't be, sh- I wouldn't be mad if they stay together. 
Eric, you believe they will be split up? I believe they'll be split. split. I want them to be split. You do want them to be split? Yeah, because anytime, whether it's, you know, it'd be cool, it's the middle of the year. The Royal Rumble, let's assume that's going to be a match where you're going to get both shows mixed. Let them do the same thing they did this year. They see each other and it's automatically... Needs to grill, needs to grill. Yeah. Blows fate. Like, yeah. let, let them get it in. Yeah, let them get it in. Then it's got to be something. You know, when they cross paths, you get that oozing feeling like these guys really do hate each other. But you don't need it every week. You yeah. don't need it every. week. It's a career long blood feud. Unlike we, we can see it as many times as possible, the match will still be awesome. It's not like we saw Ziggler and Owens four weeks straight for nothing because of nothing. Yeah. So they should fight forever, just not every week. Yes. <laughs> I could get behind that. Women's division. Finally, Sasha Banks is back on Raw. Finally, she's back in the ring. Were you pissed to see her back? Yeah, I was so pissed that she came back. <laughs> is Sasha being on Raw the only way only way to get two segment women's matches? I guess so, because in my eyes, she is the Divas slash Women's Revolution. <laughs> yeah, there were three great wrestlers and Dana Brooke in this match. <laughs> <laughs> you you hate Dana. She she is so bad. I like her. I just think she's miscast right now. She is, but she's not good. She's rushed. She, they rushed her up for no reason. Well, they had her up for a reason, but yeah, plans it, changed. It blew up. Yeah. But Sasha Banks, the boss, she comes back, comes after Charlotte twice. Now she's in a tag match with Paige. They're recycling the same story from after the Royal Rumble. Don't you think after keeping her off TV for basically 12 weeks, they should be building her up more than they have? Not just you you come in at the end of two matches and then you have a tag match. One, if Sasha Banks is the boss, why is she tagging with anybody? She doesn't need a tag team partner. She doesn't want a tag team partner. She's her own thing. She thinks she's better than everybody. And she's willingly tagging with people. Yeah, to me that, that doesn't make much sense. She hasn't gotten a chance to talk. Which is a big th- part doesn't of make any sense. You can't find one minute to on a three-hour show to talk. Thirty seconds. Give Thirty seconds. Half of that. Ten seconds. Yeah, even after the match. One word. Yeah, even <laughs> the match. Saying. Just say yeah, boss the, and go. The only time she got to talk was you know she which she does in every match is is who's the baddest, huh? That's what she said. <laughs> That's the only time she's gotten to talk in three on the last three shows. NXT. She got to build her character up. She got to show you why she was the boss. She came up with the character. She fought her way up to a title shot. She eventually overcame Charlotte, won the title. Had a pretty epic women's championship reign. Then she came up to the main roster. Eric, is there anything you could think of that they've had her do, character-wise, that shows her as the boss on the main roster? You looking at something, Eric? I'm I mean, thinking. other than other than just that she's good and that people like her, have they shown her in that light at all? Mm, well, there was the one. No, no, no. There wasn't. There wasn't that. <laughs> so we have not seen her be the boss. No. They say our whole audience doesn't watch NXT, so the NXT product wouldn't work on Raw. But then they bring these NXT people up and treat them like everybody already knows who they are. So either everybody watches NXT or a big portion of your audience doesn't. But it until the crowd much. starts calling her Ratchet, I don't believe they watch NXT. <laughs> yeah, I, I need her stamp. Oh yeah, she has we the haven't stamp. seen that in a while either. But by, by the way, Ron, mm-hmm. I asked Eric last time. I'm gonna ask you this time. Go in that closet and grab my chest protector because I gotta <laughs> climb the top rope and drop the load down on the yeah. dirt sheet. Did you guys happen to hear that the bank statement was banned? I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Didn't read it. Oh, good. Okay, so the headline was... Did you start this rumor? Hmm? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Okay, so the headline is saying, we haven't seen the bank statement on TV in two months, and WWE doesn't want her affiliated with the name Chris Benoit. The reason the bank statement hasn't been seen is per her not being on TV for 12 weeks. Wait, yeah, 12 weeks? 12 weeks. You haven't seen her on TV for 12 weeks. Exactly. The bank statement is not banned. She did it on SmackDown. She did it on Raw. And that's the lowdown, ladies and gentlemen. Also, it's not the same move, Benoit. Exactly. First, she was Daniel Bryan because she gets hurt all the time uh-huh. when she when she was in, in a tent, like, accidentally hurt by a referee and had a minor injury, which kept her off TV. Which she said she wasn't even hurt. Yeah. They just kept WWE just keep her off TV. It makes no sense. They do it all the time. 
makes no sense. And by the way, I said we, I, 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 that's a, I, I thought I wasn't watching Raw because now I'm getting two women's storylines. One, but two. Is this the women's division? I'm getting two storylines. I guess it is. Do we think Natty's heel turn is going to pay off in some way, shape, or form, or do we think she'll just get wasted like she did for um, the previous two? I will years? bet a dollar she gets wasted. I don't think so <laughs> because. Becky's pretty pretty over now and has a lot of credibility to her, so I wouldn't be shocked to see if Natty actually pulled it, pulled out a victory using heel tactics in this situation. And before we move on, I got a question from the babyface Ronald Lloyd. He wants to know how... There's a relation. There is a relation. <laughs> there is a relation. Uh, he says, how would you grade the first year of the Women's Revolution? Should, Sasha, should Sasha Banks versus Charlotte match happen at Battleground or should they save it for SummerSlam? Okay, first part, I give it a D. I don't give it an F because... Now, now Ron, real quick, mm-hmm. sorry to interject. Um, remember, you're a little older Slightly. than us, and maybe some of our viewers. Uh-huh. <laughs> is a D passing or failing? A D is a failing grade. Okay, just wanted to make sure. So I think kind they of important. Have, he's old. Yeah, he's yeah, older. I think that they have we, failed. We got a D in our age. we like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah, we're going out this weekend. I got D. Can I cut it? I give it a D. I don't give it an F because Charlotte has grown by leaps and bounds in the last six months. She has kept the division afloat with Sasha not being there. I think a lot of the women's matches have been really good. I think Natty and Charlotte had some really good matches. The three, the triple threat match at WrestleMania was great, but they built up this huge. You know, Divas Revolution, Women's Revolution. Oh, and also they debuted the the new Women's Championship, got rid of the Divas title. Those are the three pluses. But they have not really advanced the women as much as they made it out that they would. So I think as a whole, the whole year gone by, I don't think that it has lived up to what they build it to be. Eric? Oh, and I do think Sasha and Charlotte should have a match at Battleground for the title. Shouldn't go two straight pay-per-views without it being defended. Well, as far as my grade system goes, spoiler spoiler alert! I gave him the highest grade. Um, I'm gonna Will give you it. Again? I'm gonna give it a C plus. Reason being is for several reasons. I can't think of any time in the last five, ten years where the women's wrestling mattered this much. Whether they're not doing it to the full extent that we expect or would like. It's never mattered this much. Um, it's a good point. You, you get Charlotte overall as a character, great eye. I mean, she isn't, when she got here to the main roster, she wasn't who she was in NXT. She advanced, but she's only gotten better every week since. She's phenomenal as a heel. She retired the atrocious Divas title mm-hmm. and brought us this beautiful women's championship. Gorgeous. We have Sasha Banks, who we love in NXT, and you know we we are get, getting her now. <laughs> we're getting her now. You're right. Once every nine weeks, we do get a secondary, you know, women's <laughs> nine years uh, women's uh, segment. But at the same time, in the last five years, until this Divas Revolution started, they've never had as much of a matter or an effect or a segment. You know, you figure hey, whether it's been something as simple as a contract signing. They've had that at the main hour, like the 11 o'clock hour of Raw. So I, I give it a C plus because they've done more with women's wrestling than they've done in a long time. Aside from that, I do believe uh, Sasha Banks should win the title. I'm sorry, not win the title. She should have her match for the women's championship at Battleground. doesn't make sense to hold off to SummerSlam. Okay, um, you guys are completely generous to me because <laughs> I'm going to give it an F, <laughs> F minus at that. <laughs> Cause the, the dreaded F minus. This was good for one month, and that was the month they, they came up until and until till SummerSlam, because you liked it because just because it was like a this gang ma- thing. This like, made yeah. no sense. <laughs> How many times did Sasha Banks beat Nikki Bella and got no title shots? They got Sasha go do the Unity crap. Make no makes no sense. They keep her on TV for months. Paige is heel one week because she says your baby brother didn't have any fight in him, and then she's healed the next, and then she's healed, then she's baby faced the next month, and Charlotte's here for no reason. 
Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte have been the gems. Well, Becky, the ge- the gem more than her because we expect this from Charlotte. Yeah. Becky was supposed to be the forgotten one. You don't see Naomi Af- after Team Bad was done. You don't you don't see her on TV. What about Tamina? What about her? They bring up Team Bad and Blonde. You mean the honorary is, APA member? Yeah. Tamina? <laughs> at WrestleMania, they do this Team Bad and Blonde. You see Lana, and then they bring Emma up, which was great until she got hurt. Then they bring Dana, and she's now Charlotte's protege, Lackey. flunky, Damian Wayne, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> don't, still don't know why she's, she, don't, still don't, technically don't really know why she's with her, other than the fact that she's a so called protege. It's been, it hasn't been good, and you keep Sasha off the of TV three times, and you have to do the same entrance three times in twice in one week. Makes no sense. I think I've been saying for months that since Sasha's undefeated on the WWE roster, that she's going to get a match at Battleground. The fact that Paige is still involved in the situation, I think it'll be a triple threat. Or with with storyline development, which they've been doing, they can infuse Natty and Becky into this, make it a fatal four way. But I do think Sasha does get. A title match at Battleground. I, I do think it'll be a multi-person match. She won't take the pinfall. She'll come real close, but won't win. And I think she'll get her signing, her her shining moment at SummerSlam. I don't care when it happens because we're going to be there. So I don't care. Yeah, we we deserve it. Yes. We saw her drop the NXT Women's Title at Takeover Brooklyn. We need to see her win a title at one of these two shows. Tag teams. Uh, what did I you see guys think? Because you guys are going with that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you What did you guys think of? The New Day's rendition of the Wyatt family. Excellent. Great. As good as DX doing the nation. No, don't no, no. Don't That's go. That's the goat. I just wanted to bring it up. That's one of my favorite things of all time. Big <laughs> Kofi had the butt pads. The butt pads in the jumpsuit looking Big, like Biggie was barefoot. Gray beard, straw hat, overalls. Woods dressed as Luke Harper, as you mentioned earlier. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> big baggy jeans. Gold. I loved that they kept talking about how they were going to just keep roasting the Wyatt family, and Woods wanted no parts of it. <laughs> yeah, he's still in awe of the Wyatt family. Yeah. Ain't that right, Woods? <laughs> it's even better that time. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. The, the didn't, Wyatts... It didn't uh, uh, scare me this time. <laughs> well, you, you were looking... Well, you were paying attention to the show. <laughs> no. The, the Wyatts come out, they basically say, you tell people what they want to hear, whereas we tell people what they need to hear. I always appreciate when a heel, one, has a good point, and two, when they truly believe in their side of the story. Like, in their, in his mind, he's not wrong. In his mind, he's not evil. In his mind, he's not a bad guy. In his mind, he thinks he's looking out for the rest of the world, telling us the dangers that are out there. This world isn't what people want you to think it is. There's more to it, and I'm here to tell you what that is. And I like that he called out Woods for being not quite Xavier Woods these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. What What do you think? Do you think Xavier Woods goes over to the dark side? What What do we think? As long as you're not wearing a garbage man outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see him. I don't see him leaving. I don't see him going to that. I mean, that that would be an interesting twist. Um, I mean, as long as they reach that record that you know me and Ayla have been uh, clamoring on in the last couple of weeks, excuse me, I could see if this leads into hopefully if the if the Wyatt family wins the tag titles, I hope they don't do it again in the um, Freebirds s fashion where all three members can rock the title. They should if, have a set tag team. If they do do it, keep it long enough to Luke Harper come back and he can just defend the belt belts in a handicap match because <laughs> <laughs> he's the best member. To, Whole damn group. That's right. Um, I don't want to see this match without Luke Harper, and that leads me to a question from Donovan, the lowdown lord. No relation. <laughs> no relation at all. He says, "How do you guys feel about the Wyatts without Luke Harper? I think it weakens him, weakens them a little bit because he's a core member." Well, lowdown lord, no relation. My opinion, he is the best member. The rest are not good in the ring. Bray Wyatt, I like him as a character, but he's not on the level of Luke Harper or at all. And like. Harper and Rowan, they should have been tag champions a long time ago. They were great tag teams. Their matches with the Usos were awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Luke Harper is the best one, so I think it weakens them tremendously in the ring. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a great, you know, uh, short singles run when he had the IC title and aligned himself with the uh, authority. That but hot one-month run. <laughs> it, was, it was hot, but, I mean, he was a threat. You know, you know, when anyone got in the ring with him, you, you thought they had no chance of winning at that point. Yeah, he was a monster. I think that they... So I'm the biggest Bray Wyatt mark 
on the show. Easily. Love Bray Wyatt. I do think, though, as much as I'll always be invested in the Wyatts as long as Bray is there, they're not the same without Luke Harper. It's his right man, right-hand man. He's the biggest physical threat. As Aaron mentioned before, his mic skills are underrated. He's capable of more. It's just a shame he's not there. So they're obviously going to be a much more formidable faction with Luke Harper in the, in the picture. And I think Luke Harper and Rowan were a great tag team. And it's a shame that they didn't get a run with the titles. Enzo and Cass with a squash match and apparently about to start a feud with the Social Outcasts minus Adam Rose. Lose a match for the tag titles, have a squash match to Raw's later. <laughs> it makes no sense to me, but whatever. How'd you feel about them openly starting a wave? <laughs> that was decent. It was different. Only Enzo. Only Enzo, you're right. I wish that that the wave had gotten a little better. It didn't look like everybody was yeah, completely on board with it. I don't know if it was just because of the way the lighting was, but it just didn't seem yeah. like he got quite the reaction we would have expected. Yeah, it was in Florida, too. But that that, got, yeah, that crowd better. was pretty dead all night. Yeah, I thought so. For a Florida crowd, that's NXT country. Mm-hmm. Intercontinental title. We have The Miz with Maurice making awesome. their return. <laughs> awesome. This is so good. Awesome. Corporate Kane trying to get in with Stephanie once again. He brings up the clause article. <laughs> I love that. I, 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 love that. I love that, but I've been complaining about that for the last five and a half years. That, that clause hasn't mattered since the 90s. Kane, thanks for bringing up that clause. <laughs> Nobody's talked about that since 1999. <laughs> Maybe they talked about it in 2000. Since you the turn know. of the century, nobody's <laughs> talked about it. Well, Barrett, like a couple years ago. Okay. Barrett talked about having a defensive well, title? Well, they had him drop the title because he couldn't. He got hurt. Well, yeah, but that's different. Like, he got hurt. He couldn't. Like, he was hurt for months. This was just the Miz has just avoided yeah. defending it for 30 days. Well, he was filming that summer blockbuster, Marine 5. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so stupid talking about these movies like they matter. <laughs> You, you didn't see Santa's Little Helper, Eric? No. Even though Paige was in it? I'm, I'm not Joey. What the hell? I apologize. I don't accept. <laughs> Fair enough. Kane books the Demon Kane in a match with The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Obviously, The Miz wasn't going to win that one. And then Maurice... To quote... Uh-huh. Alo, Aaron Lloyd. I hope this isn't a thing. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, I hope not either. I hope not, and I don't think it will be. Well, Maurice Kane technically won. True, but Maurice faked the injury. The Miz comes out, helps her to the back. Very uh, superpowers, Hogan Elizabeth <laughs> style. And the Miz actually believed that she was hurt. And then she says, acting! <laughs> and... He says, you're, you're a brilliant actor, you're beautiful, I love you so much. So good. <laughs> yeah, I know there's some people we know that hate it. Probably one sitting right between us right now. Yeah, and a good friend of the and show. And you know what? I like Kane a decent bit. Like, his, he's had a great career. There's two people I don't want to see competing for the Intercontinental title. I'd have no problem with it if Kane would have won. I'd rather him win. But yeah. if I got to see this match again... I don't want to see it again. Well, I was excited because I was like, look, they're in Florida. I know, I know Neville's supposed to be coming back. He's advertised for a lot of events. Maybe it's Neville. He'll, he'll, actually, get a ti- he'll actually have a title and yeah. be relevant. And I was, I was like, huh, I heard Hideo Tommy supposed to be coming back. And he got called up. And I was like, Kane. You know, you, know what, you know what really got me? And this is where I felt like the biggest sucker in the world. Uh, when they played it back again with like the little advertisement for the match, I'm looking at the figure and I'm looking at the hair. At first glance, I'm like, Man, it looks like Alex Riley from like 2011. <laughs> then I'm like looking at it again. I'm like, it's Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder's gonna re- rematch. So uh, I'm watching it uh, with my son Troy, and Troy's like, "Oh, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be?" I'm like, "I was like, watch, it's gonna Cruise be Zach Ryder." No, because I was. It was, it was interesting because. All these guys, like, I was going through the message, like, okay, Owens and Zayn book for something, Cruz and Cesaro book for something. Who could it be? But we can't. Well, I wasn't talking about Apollo Cruz. I was saying your son, Cruz. <laughs> Cruz. <laughs> Cruz. C R U Z. But we have, to, we have to acknowledge Maurice's Academy Award winning Anderson Varejao Vladi D. performance on the April. It was a great flop. It was great. I didn't know what happened at first. It was so bad. It was so weird. 
It was and so out good. of place. I was like, what is happening? And then I thought, like, did she just, she's wearing those high heels. Like, did she accidentally roll her ankle? It was so bad. I had no clue what happened. So she did fool me, but it looked so ridiculous. It was so bad. It wasn't like anybody was even near her. It was so bad. I don't know if somebody was supposed to hit the ropes and she was supposed to fall off, but U.S. title, Titus Young gets a count-out victory. Cousin Titus? Over Rusev, yeah, Cousin <laughs> Titus. So clearly that's going to continue to be a thing. Well, it's good Lana got her accent fully back. Yeah, that it still comes and goes. It's not always there. Looking good! <laughs> yeah, she always is. Oh, oh no, Wait. go on. Were you going to say something about that? Because I was going to move on. I thought you were going to move on. Oh, okay. Apollo Crews and Cesaro against Sheamus and Del Rio. Good continuity with Sheamus and Del Rio still hating each other. Great, yep. And I liked that Del Rio ultimately turned on him. <laughs> that was so good. I, that was good because I didn't see it coming. I, I I did enjoy that. Do you think that might have been a tease at a face turn for Alberto Del Rio? The fans were cheering. They were. CCC. CCC. What do you think, Eric? You're, you're the biggest Del Rio I, mark. I, I, I well, like they're, well, they're related. <laughs> Tio. By marriage. Tio. Then that's my uncle. Not by marriage. Well, we're by, blood. By the way, we got another question from the Lowdown Lord, no relation. He asks, who needs more work, Apollo Crews or Baron Corbin? Apollo uh, Crews. Because Baron Corbin knows who and what he is, and the crowd knows who and what he is. Mm-hmm. Right now, Apollo Crews is a guy who's a really good athlete. He's fun to watch in the ring, and he smiles a lot. There's nothing else besides that. I like him. I think he's got a ton of potential, but they well, like, haven't when given he was, him When anything. he was in NXT, it was, I'm here to become NXT champion. Never did. And Baron Corbin in NXT, it was to bring the end of days. To just yeah, beat yeah. people up. The or, the main, or the main roster. And he's not really bringing the end of days to anyone but Ziggler. He's just kidding. One guy to keep bringing the end of days to. But So you, you think clearly Apollo as well? Yeah, Apollo. How about you? Clearly Apollo because, as you like to say, Road Dog says characters matter and mm-hmm. Baron Corbin has a character. He's a lone wolf. Characters matter except when they don't. Exactly. And <laughs> Baron Corbin's a lone wolf. And Apollo Crews is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'll Two give you guys, they should bring the hardcore title division but, back for him. Let's, <laughs> okay, who I'll give you this. Him and Cesaro were a nice tag team. No, they were good. It was a good match. Uh, there was another terrible crowd for that match. Yeah. How you get Cesaro out there and he didn't even have a section? But I, that was a nice tag team. So maybe you, you, you might see, see that more. I, that was a, I like that combination. Well, Cesaro shined in a tag team once before. Yeah, with Tyson Kidd. So maybe... R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Before we move on from WWE, the would you would you rather see the Ric Flair Big Gold World Heavyweight Championship come back? Or would you rather see them New Era, first time SmackDown as a live show? Do you want to see them introduce a new title for that show? Which would be your preference? New belt or go back to the... Can I give, go with option C? Yeah. I want Dean Ambrose to be on both shows. I want whoever the champion is to be on both shows. I want when Dean drops the title of his post-draft, I want him to then be able to sign a contract wherever he wants and he can land on the show. Well, he- I, And maybe in a year, then bring an old title back. But I think for right now, to justify it... See, I, obviously, we all know when there was a WWE Championship and a World Heavyweight Championship, World Heavyweight Championship was secondary. But if you're going to have... A WWE championship and a women's championship that look identical, then you're throwing a world title. That one's just going to be below, my opinion. That's a good point. What do I know? <laughs> well, quite frankly, it's hard because I think they can get lazy and bring that back. But I would like to see a new belt because that belt has gotten so diminished over the years. It like people at like the last Jack year, Swagger, like Jack Swagger yeah. was the world champion, and an older Kane. Like it didn't. It doesn't do anything. Doesn't but they can bring back the all of it. It will be it'll be interesting. They can they can actually bring some importance to that quickly during the brand split. But I wouldn't mind seeing a new title. We know we're getting a new title because they they all night they hammered down. That was called the WWE Championship. The first time since 2013 that that wasn't that wasn't known as WWE Championship. Yeah. So there is going to be two titles. Terrible. What? If they just take the stripe at the bottom of the WWE logo and turn it blue. I, I <laughs> oh, thought God. about that. 
I make the make that background blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't mind seeing a new title. But I think they can re- rejuvenate that by just put it on somebody important and having amazing matches. Yeah, I've been clamoring since they announced this that I want one world champion that travels to both shows. If they're going to do two, I'd rather see a new belt. But I, I mean, I'm with you. I'd rather see the belt travel. I think it makes it more important. And here's the thing: if they do that, do we continue as? This is the first person to hold this belt since John Cena, or I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar for an, uh, 24 well, hours. Like, is that how is it going to go, or is this a new belt? Well, they well they they always recognize it as a world champion, so they like they, they tend to combine them, whether it whether world heavyweight title or not. They always they tend to combine them. Yeah. So that's it for WWE NXT. Ty Dillinger loses again. So they're really hyping up this losing streak. I love, I love how Corey Graves was so mad he lost. He's a five. He's a five now. now. He's a five. He's a five like you, Tom. Do we think that this is now an ongoing story with Ty Dillinger, where now he ultimately will become a little bit bigger in NXT? Well, I, I think he's been working heel at a lot of events lately. I think, really? I think so. But he's so over over there that they're not, they're not really going to boo him. I wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be shocked if he came up. We had, uh, I wouldn't either. He's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. The character's good. People like it. And he's he, a good he, hand. And he can work, <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing him come up. Aries and so No good. Way Jose. So good. Get involved. Austin Aries says, Hey, Jose, you taught me that this is all about having fun. He dances with him for a good, what, three, four minutes? So You good. two got similar dance moves, by the way. Yeah, we do. He learned so him from me. Good. That's why there's only one beef. perfect 20, yeah. Well, well, since Dillinger's a 5 now, Eric can be downgraded to a 10, and, and you'll, be, be you'll, you'll and reclaim your rightful place as a 20. I still think Austin Aries needs to apologize to me, but if we can move forward with that, I will give him credit. He has not called himself a perfect 20 since that night. Yeah, so maybe, maybe he forgot. Maybe he you, you didn't get the apology. Or maybe he was afraid because he knew I was coming after him. Yeah, he saw he saw you growing a beard in the back of your hair, your Hogan hair. Yeah, Austin Aries, you were smart to never say that again. I know you didn't want me coming after you. You didn't want me coming back to Orlando. You do you know say it again, though. I will. I do, and I, I will. No hesitation, showing back yeah, up. He doesn't want any of the thinking man. He doesn't. <laughs> Austin Aries coaxes no way Jose onto the table just to turn on him, drops <laughs> so him, good. beats him down. So I guess this will be a match. I don't know if they announced it, but no, eventually it will be. We got some follow-up on Nakamura and Finn Balor. Somehow, <laughs> Buddy Murphy gets himself involved and gets himself in the main event against Nakamura. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> He's so bad. He is terrible. Better than Blake, but so bad. But yeah, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's who. Uh, no, I didn't either until this week, I don't think. And I don't think I knew his name was Buddy either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how little I cared about those two. Speaking of them, though... I liked that Alexa interrupted Carmella's that was good. interview saying how she wants to be the face of NXT's women's division. She wants to be the champion. And Alexa comes out, you know, says, oh, isn't that cute? Your boys are gone. You know, whatever it was, she basically said, I left my boys. I carried them. Because I was the star. I carried them. Your boys left you because you were just an accessory. She's good. So to me, that's just like boom, great feud right off Already. the bat. Already. Already. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. She even had was able to lay claim that she was not the one that got pinned in that triple mm-hmm. threat match with Nia Jax, right? Yep. Bailey made her return, gets a win over Deanna Perrazzo, as pretty much everybody does. They <laughs> face Deanna Perrazzo, the Jersey girl. She's good. But not the Jersey girl. Not my Jersey girl. <laughs> Who was also on the show. It's embarrassing that she has a gimmick and Paula Cruz does it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really even a gimmick. She's just being her. No, but she's, she's just like, oh, I'm from but Jersey. She, yeah, that's, no, but that's, that's, that's a gimmick. She's go, she goes with the whole thing. She's a Jersey girl. She went, she, what, her entrance it has a New Jersey, or is a hat? It's a New Jersey. It's a Jersey zip code, I think. Yeah. Or Jack. That's her gimmick. She's a Jersey girl. Yeah, she got squashed by Nia Jax. She also wrestles in Jays. Yeah. She does. Has for a while. I saw her with, um, well, Aaliyah now. Her name was Noof mm-hmm. when I was at the performance there. And she was wrestling in, wrestling in Jordans that day as well. So that's been it's been her, her thing for a while. I she knew still you, following I knew you? you? Yep, that. she still follows me on Instagram. 
Just waiting for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Till we hook up, I ain't hooking you up. <laughs> We'd not love to get her on the show. No, yeah, why not? She has to get on. I told her I need <laughs> something first. Nakamura squashed Buddy Murphy as we all <laughs> saw him coming. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. And we were informed that Finn and Nakamura is in three weeks. Is that a TV taping? TV is that, taping. It's already it's happened, done. I think. Mm-hmm. It did already happen. No spoiler. Control yourself yeah, I don't for two know. seconds, please. You, I'm assuming you do know who of won. Of course though. he knows. No, I know everything for the, for the next three weeks. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want that spoiled. Yeah. I'm not going to say that yet. Not okay. for the show. Do a post show. That's that was really anything from NXT you wanted to. Um, no, we hit it on hit hit everything. Nothing else important, I guess not. It was always it's always good to get a regal sighting. Mm-hmm. So, do we have any questions left? Yeah, we got a question from the disciple of Apocalypse, Joe Lafferty. Okay. <laughs> he says, "The crowd crowds always matter, and they're always electric. So, what are your, some of your favorite and non-favorite crowd chants?" My least favorite. I have a two. I have a tie. If you a don't favorite mind or a tie for my least favorite. Okay. There aren't many that I like. Really? Yeah. I hate what. Okay, we under that. And I hate you can't wrestle. Okay. To me, that's just like blatantly disrespecting someone who's going out there putting their body on the line to try to entertain you. Maybe they're not your cup of tea, but you don't need to just blatantly disrespect. A man or woman going out there putting it on the line for your enjoyment. The one I like the most, my favorite one I think I've ever heard was the Zayn Nakamura fight forever. <laughs> I think that was my favorite. Yeah. Chant. What? Uh, what was that originally? In da- in, uh, Dallas. Texas. Dallas Texas. Yeah. Who Who was it that made a comment about how awesome that was? I have someone on a podcast saying, "I was like, geez, I just want to hear that sometimes." <laughs> it might have been you. Uh, no, no. It wasn't you? <laughs> Not our podcast. It was someone oh. else's podcast. <laughs> I, just, I just love the idea that you were putting yourself out, like unwittingly putting yourself out. <laughs> um, Some it, genius on this show. I do agree that you can't wrestle. It is pretty bad. I, I do think it's overused. Um, I think the, one of the two ones that I'm, I'm a big fan of, obviously just being from the Philadelphia area. Anytime you see someone extreme or we get to see someone from that like late 90s like to 01 era that was there in ECW, if you get to see them in a match, it's always fun to chant ECW. It is great. I figure, you know, we got to see Rhino at an NXT show and we got to chant ECW for him. Uh, we got to we get to we see that once in a while. Styles, what, too. It, for Joey Styles, we got to see it for Bubba Ray Dudley when he returned at the Royal Rumble. Right. Another one, which I think is just classic. If you're getting great in-ring work, this is awesome. This is awesome. I think is is great. I do like that one. There's just sometimes I think the crowd is too quick to get. Yeah, it out. it's it's way overused in my opinion. But that doesn't take. But I think that it is a great I think chance. I think the in-ring work to an extent has just gotten better overall. But like I said, almost when we did our Throwback Madness, I mean. I think there's stuff from like 2011 to early 2013 that like I only cared about a few small segments, and I watch some of that stuff now. And I'm like, I really didn't appreciate some of this. Yeah. How right, about well, you? All right. Well, I agree with the ones that you don't like. You can't wrestle and the what chant. Those are kind of two that really just bother me. My, some of my favorites are Kurt Angle, you suck when he come out. <laughs> that was always awesome. That was always awesome. And anything NXT. Because, like, even when Dillinger comes out and they sing Nakamura's song, yeah. even Enzo and Cat, how you doing? But my favorite from NXT is anything Bailey. <laughs> we want some Bailey. Bailey, we be my girl. Yeah. I, I always like the, you know, we're, uh, such and such is going to kill you. Yeah, that too. That one's good. Yeah, that one's good too. But it, even the Bailey one, like, just, just in, in, in a normal day, I just find myself saying it because <laughs> it's so creative. My other least favorite one is Sasha's Ratchet. <laughs> Because I feel like it's yeah, because I feel like it was like a little bit racist. <laughs> but funny thing is, she didn't know what that meant. Well, you know what another good chant is? Racist assholes. Who coined that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was when the Philadelphia crowd was booing the New Day, while we were the, among the first to be cheering them. <laughs> they were horrible back then. Yeah. But the thing is, no still one, good in ring work. The thing with Sasha was she didn't know what Ratchet meant. <laughs> and the only person, I think the only two people that took offense to that is you and Mikazi. <laughs> <laughs> the Ric Flair, woo, is, is great. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's a chop, uh-huh. a knife edge chop. Yeah, any, I, anybody, anybody. Yeah, I enjoy that too. All right, we got another question from Tyrell Roblox Miles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
His first question was was about Sasha when we think they're gonna pull the trigger on him. We answered that earlier. So Tyrell yeah. refer you could, if you don't mind, you could refer back to that. And um he his second part of the question was who do you think was a greater heel? Brock in two thousand three, Jericho in two thousand eight, Triple H in two thousand, JBL in 04, or Edge in two thousand six? I'm gonna say Edge in 06. I think Edge as the that was when the whole rated R superstar. Yeah, that's when it started, started. yeah. Because one, a lot of that came from real life stuff, and I think he he was someone that I legitimately liked when he first started out. But I always thought he was going to be a guy who was fun to watch in the ring and was never anything more than that. And he grew one into like this silly, funny guy with Christian, and then just the yeah, just a heel that you couldn't help but hate or love to hate. So I'm going to say Edge, 2006, just because it was just so much growth from that guy and he was one of the first guys I think that I knowing what wrestling is really about like as a smart fan got to watch the guy grow for all that time because a lot of guys I watched in the early 90s I was still just a, a mark like just buying into what mm-hmm. they were selling I knew it was happening I'm like watching this guy get better and better and grow so I would definitely say Edge 2006 uh, my answer for this, it was almost a tie for a while. Uh, I honestly, I didn't get to watch Jericho in 08. I've heard stellar reviews of his heel work. I've heard you say he carried the company on his back at that time. I want to say that, but also I want to pay homage to my boy Alo. I'm going to go with Triple H from 2000. <laughs> because that's when he really became the cerebral assassin. You know, he was just really had a killer instinct. There were so many times you wanted him to lose and... He didn't like. He just wanted him to drop the title, and there were certain people that just couldn't beat him. And not just that, you know, it's not even one of the options, Tyrell. But I think he also, um, you know, fast forward two years later, he gave another tremendous heel run. Yeah, you know, yeah. turned on Shawn Michaels, but it's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm hoping that somebody picks that for Throwback Madness in August. <laughs> All right. Well, shockingly, my answer is not Triple H in 2000. <laughs> uh, Don't say JBL. In a huge upset. <laughs> JBL was up there because, like, I couldn't. It was hard for me to rank these because JBL was good because his stuff with Eddie Guerrero. It was a little controversial. Mm-hmm. It was a little controversial because of the, the um with the thing with his with Vicky and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But Triple H was great. I'm glad Eric picked him. <laughs> it's 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 hard because with Jericho and Edge, I'll go with Edge. Like Jericho. You like when he was have a point, and you didn't watch back then, but in oh wait, Jericho had a point because when Jericho started turning heel, this was after the show Michael retired Flair, and Michael's had a match with Batista, and Michael was acting like he was hurt, and but he wasn't hurt. Yeah. And then Jericho was saying, Jericho he would, he would have highlight real shows saying, "Are you hurt? Are you hurt?" And, and Shawn Michael would say he's hurt. He wasn't hurt. And Jericho's th- Jericho turned heel on him, but Jericho's point was he wasn't hurt. So he's Jericho was basically he had a point, and he was basically in that kind of situation, the babyface in that situation. Yeah. And then his heel run, I think he hit his wife or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was great heel work, and he was it, talking about that on his podcast. Yeah. Too long yeah. Ago. That, yeah. That went like a full year, right? Um, it was most of the year. It went from I believe April to and ended October. So, but I'm, I'm going Edge as number one because he was the literally the ultimate opportunist. <laughs> <laughs> from that New Year's Revolution, the first pay per view of the year, win a at title. The chamber. Yeah, after, yeah, after he cashed in after the chamber. He did drop it two weeks later to Cena. <laughs> shock. Yeah, shock. Was that the one where he snuck into the chamber? No, that no. wasn't. He cashed in after that match. Okay. And then later that year, he would win the title in one of the best triple threat matches you'll ever see against Cena and Rob Van Dam on the episode of Raw. And, he, and then he would constantly... But he won that because Rob Van Dam got yeah. the... Uh... Yeah, and he had an awesome match. With, he was great with Foley at, at WrestleMania 22. Great with Cena at, at um, Unforgiven. He had a really great run. Even Team Rated RKO against DX was great. Our buddy Phil said that Edge beating John Cena made him cry. Because <laughs> he was a big John Cena mark at the time. So that's one of the I cannot even reasons. imagine seeing Phil cry. That was just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to love that I said that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that, one, one more check mark for Edge. Being the, the great heel, if he can make a kid cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Were there any more questions you had? You have a question. I have one from Ronald Deli Lloyd. <laughs> he asks, basically, in a classic game, we're not going to use the, uh, the word on this show, but the ECW One Night Stand, <laughs> the Match Made in Heaven, or the You're Fired between Sasha Banks, Lana, and Stephanie McMahon. So, who would you have the ECW One Night Stand with? Who would you have the match made in heaven with? Which I guess would be a longer lasting thing. A marriage. And then who would be fired? Going first? No. I'm Save the best for last. Okay. Well, my ECW One Night Stand would be Lana. Okay. Match made in heaven would be Sasha. Because she's she's she seems very low maintenance, calm. She likes Flash. She likes Arrow. She likes Power Rangers. <laughs> my kind of girl. And you're you're fire will be Stephanie because she'll just demasculate me. Does <laughs> everybody else? Uh, I'm not going to deviate too much. ECW one night stand Lana, match made in heaven. Obviously, anybody who knows me would be disappointed if I didn't pick Sasha Banks and Stephanie McMahon. I appreciate you, but I will fire your ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, save the best for last. Uh, I'm going to catch heat for this. But going with the one night stand, Lana, you know, like, you know, we, I'm going to see how flexible you are. See if everything the Rock said about you is true. Uh, for match made in heaven, if I got to keep you around, I'm going to go with Stephanie because obviously it seems she's got three kids. She probably likes to go. She's got those, <laughs> according to Chris Jericho, she's got those big old fun bags. I, I'm saying, device, I, 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 I'll, I'll keep for that. And I'm sorry, guys, but Sasha's fired. No, no offense. No offense. Wow. But. I don't want to end the show. I need to get some heat. Well, she can go to Lucha Underground where she could be an awesome. <laughs> So we got no more questions. We talked about... I really don't want to end on that note. That was really disappointing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would plug Throwback Madness fully, fully lower 98, but that's depressing, too. <laughs> it's just as bad of a note. Well, yes. Fully loaded 98, Throwback Madness will be delivered to you... I thought you were excited for it. The week of... The it's week a one, of, it's uh, a one-match show. Yeah, the week of Battleground. I'm going to destroy that <laughs> If the first half of our show was less enjoyable than usual, we apologize. It was only because we had done that whole this show, show is awesome. already. The fans are going to love it. Make sure you give us those thumbs up. Those five-star frogs flash reviews. <laughs> you can listen to us on iTunes. You tell can a friend to, to tell a friend. <laughs> exactly. About Mad Madness. You can listen to us on Podbean. You can watch us on YouTube or our Facebook page. And soon, I believe, we're going to be available on Stitcher, which hopefully will make it available oh. to even more people. So, once again, for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki, for Alo, Aaron Lloyd, I am the Perfect 20, Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>